Today is April 1st, and the Yankees have lost two of three to the Baltimore Orioles. The lowly Baltimore Orioles steal two games in Yankee Stadium to start the season, and there couldn't be more to discuss. Let's talk Yanks. What's up? How's everyone doing on this fine Sunday night? If you're with us in the live chat Monday morning, if you got us on your podcast app. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut. And this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a whole slew of cool people. Chris Garofalo. Garofalo's a fun name, Jake, huh? Oh, yeah. Ryan DiBenedetto. 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 Nailed it. Jennifer Smith, my kind of name right there. Yep. Jennifer Smith. Juan Pablo Caleja. Crushed it. Frank yeah. Tosi. Tom Davis. And Teddy Paulicki. Teddy Paulicki sounds like a Boston name. Yikes. To me. Tough, man. Teddy Paulicki from Queens? You can make that a New York name really easily. Yeah, just Paw Sox. You're just seeing the Paw Sox. Yeah, yeah just seeing the Paw bad. Sox. I mean, those that's are bad. our most recent Patreon subscribers. They can. Get early access, live access. They get a chance to win two jerseys each month, one via contest, which uh, we will have a winner, but I haven't I haven't checked the winner of the last contest. And a raffle, which I will do tomorrow. You get a free affordable jerseys, jersey with no name on the back. Uh, there's some other extra features. It's $2 a month. It helps us out, makes things uh, makes us able to do this, really. Um, is that all, Jake? Is that the rest of the spiel? I think so. I think the only spiel you're really missing is uh, we probably have some new people out there. We we probably have some new listeners. It's the first regular season series. Uh, we have some. We have a bit of a pattern coming up. If if you don't know, we do after each series. So we'll have a Monday drop. Uh, we'll have a, a later in the week drop, whether it's Tuesday, Friday, whenever the first series ends. And we're gonna have a voicemail episode that drops every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow night after the game recording it. So it's yeah. going to be late night. So tomorrow, if you're a Patreon and you want to join live, tomorrow night after the game we'll do our voicemail app. It'll be on the podcast app Tuesdays. All right. Should we just get right into burn? How's your state? That's what we need to do first. Chanel yeah, side. I think we say, hey, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm a tug of war of emotions in my brain right now because sure. I have the irra- irrational side, the rational side. I have, uh, you know, what any, whatever anyone says to me right now, I'm almost like, you're right, and and shut up though, and you're wrong. Like yes. the people that are like, it's only game three. They're not. It doesn't. It's not like it's only game three, dude. The season's not ruined. Like obviously the season's not ruined. Obviously the season's not ruined. Sure, we're not idiots. And then the people that are saying. Oh, season's ruined. Like this sucks. Same old team. It's like, no, nah, dude, that's not the case. But 
it's somewhere like we'll get into it. I'm frustrated and and I'm I'm you know what it is, Jake? I I know the answer, but I'm interested to see what you think it is. I'm also excited to have these feelings cuz these are diehard baseball fan feelings. Fleeting emotions up and down, up and down. And that game right there, game 3, gave us what did what did my tweet say that you said should be your autobiography like just torture with sprinklings of hope and then torture. And I'm like excited to have that, those emotions. I feel like I've been living a robot life for three months and just not feeling or caring like Dennis from always sunny. Sure. And now I just got all these emotions. So yeah. I'm like half excited about it, even though they're shitty ones right now. How are you? Yeah. doing? A lot of torture with sprinklings of hope that only led to more torture. I'm thinking about stealing that as a potential autobiography, knocking putting off, putting from the rough off the list we'll see um i'm all right i i think i'm rational and even with um everything that that's kind of going on the jim the problem is and just summing up everything you said is that nobody's wrong yet yeah nobody's wrong yet brett gardner can have a great season brett gardner could be terrible um, you know, uh, Tommy Canely could be good. Tommy Canely could be awful. You could still do every range of everything because we're not into the season yet. Like, nothing's happened. We've played one series, but it's this new generation of everyone has to have the take first. So everyone's already coming at it with whoever they want their target to be, whether it's Jonathan Holder, um, whether it's, you know, the Yankees management and all them. Everyone is ready to go so they can come back first week of June and say, I've been saying this since March, okay? <laughs> so nobody's wrong yet. So it's it's kind of a, a war amongst Yankee fans that nobody can win right now. No, no, it's true. There's no, I can't even win no it in my own brain. Right now. My yeah. own brain's fighting each other. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about you it. You know when someone bit. said that we say the word brain on every episode? I didn't know that. Yeah, someone said Easter egg every single episode of Talking Yanks, the word brain is said. They were right. Now it's like know. come think, to my I attention. Now, I think that's a whole mental thing. I think they said that just to get you to think about it, and now it's in your brain, so you're going to say brain every episode. Boom. I think they're You've right. You've been poisoned. Yeah, yeah, I have been poisoned now. You have been poisoned. They poisoned my brain. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, let's go into the burns if you're very new to uh, – New to us, uh, Jake's going to burn each game, and then we'll talk about each game individually a little bit. Then we're going to get into awards, which just is a fun way to lead into more conversations. Sure. All right, Jake, you have a minute on the clock. On your mark, get set, burn. Opening day at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And it was Tanaka Tuesday on a Thursday to get the season started. And Masa was dealing. 5.1 innings pitched, one earned run, 5Ks, no walks. Hey. And the men in pinstripes would give him all he needs in the first. Bow before your king. King Louis V. Monster job to center. Three-run shot. Judge and stand and score. Anduhar double play scores one, two outs for one run. That's not as fun, but okay. Bottom five. If you come at the king, you must not miss. And they didn't. Voight RBI hit by pitch, followed by Anduhar sack fly. One out for one run. Okay, a little better, do. 
bottom eight. Birdie, 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 rocking everywhere. Greg Bird keeps the first base battle fun with a solo shot of his own. Adovino to Britton to Chapman as the bullpen keeps a clean sheet. Yankees win on opening day, 7-2 to two final. It was fun. Opening was, day was great. Oh, my <laughs> God, what a time. Take me back. It's like a uh, I'm a girl posting like two weeks after her spring training trip. Take me back to opening T- day. TBT to Tulum four years ago. Just book another flight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, whoa. <laughs> Tiger out of the cage there. Tiger out of the cage there. Yeah, man. And, dude, how, we were on cloud nine. Tanaka looked good on opening day, which he which hasn't been a tradition for him. The bullpen looked great. Um, we had, you know, we drew eight walks. We hit a couple home runs. This was supposed to be Yankees baseball. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm looking at my notes from game one here, which is just like the shoddiest, stupidest notes ever, but, uh, sure. But judge and Stan roping singles and then Louis V coming up and Kastner's like, who's this? And then he hits a bomb. Like it just wasn't, it was, I mean, that storyline I said it a million times, the storyline of Luke Voigt never played in an opening day before. We said it on our pregame show, and check those out if you haven't. The bunch of these guys never started on opening days before, and Luke Voigt never played an opening day before. He never made a team out of camp. <laughs> and he's yeah. 20, what, 8 years old, 27 years old? Never made a team out of camp. Opening day, cleanup hitter, Yankees, 3-1 pitch. Of course he's swinging out of his shoes smokes it home run that's an awesome story it's a really good story and that was and tank getting his opening day demons out of the way because he had been bad a lot of that was so fun i mean take me back take me back um and yeah you're absolutely right i mean glaber's got a lot of opening days coming up i mean this is a huge this is the season of luke voigt's life <laughs> are you are you going to be in the majors for closer to a decade luke voigt or are you going to be a, a story we joke and laugh about in the upcoming years he came through he's looked great his what makes him different because you say he swung out of his shoes his patience is impressive his next at bat um he came up with runners on base 2-0 and a fastball just off the plate he took for another ball, I would have been swinging out of my shoes. Opening day at the stadium, like that's the kind of memory, if you catch another one there, you're remembered forever. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Um, and I, I think that's that's probably the most impressive thing we've seen from the Luke Voigt experience. Uh, I There's two things I want to talk about here. One is just the Orioles in general. They came to task as well. They were a yeah. shit show. They made an out by getting hit by a batted ball while running from first to second. That right. was like nice. Like, yeah, the Orioles should show. Then the, the RBI via hit by pitch, you know, they hit they hit Voigt. You get, that's like shitty baseball. Then that weird infield fly double play that ended up hurting the Yankees. But Suke, or whoever the catcher, tried to catch that ball and miss. It was like, yeah, Orioles, good for you. You're a bag yeah. of shit and you're playing like it. I wish it stayed that way. Wish everything stayed that way. Um, I don't, are you talking about Tanaka later in awards? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I I mean, I'll let you swoon about your boy a little bit if you want to. Well, I just thought it was impressive how he changed his game plan after the second inning completely. He, he, for the first two innings, he was trying to get his splitter as his out pitch and he just didn't have it. And when he does have it, it's one of the nastiest pitchers, pitches in all of baseball, but he didn't have it. Like it wasn't, it just wasn't, um, 
just kind of flat and low. Like, he couldn't get it up. He couldn't get it to break a lot. So, I don't know, him and Gary or him and Rothschild, I don't know who made the decision, but they said, all right, well, let's open them up with the soft curveball because they're not expecting that. And then we'll use the two-seamer as the put-away pitch since they don't have the splitter as the put-away pitch. And it worked great the rest of the way. And, uh, I mean, that's that's just cool to see that change on the fly. And I went back and, like, looked at the footage and stuff, and it's pretty noticeable. Started throwing first-pitch curveballs. Tank doesn't throw a lot of curveballs. But uh, I thought that was cool watching him pitch. We also had uh, Ottavino's debut. We can touch – if you touch, want to skip that, maybe that will go in awards. Yeah, we'll we'll maybe circle around there. We we saw Chapman come in. He was essentially coming in if the game was within five runs, and it was, so they used them. Um, they they had that planned out. Velo wasn't fully there. Uh, we see an Andujar throwing error, but it was on like an almost really nice play, so we kind of let it go. That's how the Orioles got their other run. And Bird uh, could have come up with it. Yeah, right. Like the when they're the, a bad the, combo. <laughs> the, the yes, the yes announcers kind of went easy on Bird. They were saying that one of the replays, they were like, "Oh no, that's not on Birdie." And I was like, "I don't know, it's a little on Birdie." <laughs> like, well, I, I think it's one hundred percent on Bird that the runner advanced to second. Okay. Don't you think? Because like, yeah, I don't know. He's trying to make a play. Anduhar's trying to make a play too. I mean, you're you're not you didn't know you didn't walk away angry at either of them. You walked away like all right, that looked decent from Andujar, and you said, okay, Birdie tried to help him out and make the play. Like, I, I, there was no anger in, in either of those. Uh, there was for a lot of people, but not for me. Because Andujar did look good in the glove. Andujar had another play. Was it game two where he, like, or game three? Was it where he went went way to his right and stabbed the ball? And then he just he ate it. I think it was today. I think it was Sunday. He ate it, and it was good. But yeah. other than that, like, fucking game one was awesome. Jim, I'll tell you why. This is exactly what we thought. So the the two players that are probably the best players on the Orioles, Villar and Mancini, Villar went two for four. Mancini went three for four. Everybody else didn't do too much. The Yankees, I mean, if you look at the hits, the Orioles had eight hits, the Yankees had nine, but the Yankees had eight walks and the Orioles only had one. And the bullpen came in, they looked re- came in, they looked really good. This is exactly what we expected the game to look like. Which is obnoxious, but it's completely honest. It was fun. Sadly, was we fun. have to move on. We have to move on now. You gonna burn the off day Friday? Uh, off day Friday. What'd you do Friday? I forget. I'm trying to think. I I I was telling myself not to do talking Yank stuff. I ended up doing Yank stuff anyways, but it was nice. Yeah, that's how my life goes. But I forget what I did. Is that the day you got your ear removed? Oh, yeah. Talk about that on John Boy Jake Radio tomorrow. What a terrible okay. experience. Nice. All right, let's burn game two. Game Strap two. in for the fun stuff. Tiny Mark, get set, burn. Opener alert from the Baltimore Birds. Nate Richard Carnes, home improvement shout out there, versus the Big Maple, eh? James Paxton making his Yankee debut. Sorry, B more. Yanks load the bases in the first inning-ending double play. This will be a topic of discussion. Yanks still strike first, though. Newcomba, DJ LeMayu. Oh, that's a good combo. LSU boy. RBI infield single. Welcome to New York, friend. one nothing. Yanks into the six. Packs looking great. Blooper, single, score a run. Gary throws one away. All of a sudden, it's 2-1-0s in a, in a game that felt the Yankees had control of. The 7th and ninth truly sucked, well, truly sucrade. 
the the catcher Jesus Sucre RBI single RBI double off Chad and Holder respectively. Yanks fight in the ninth. Tulo homer. Void RBI single. Not enough. Orioles huge six pitchers, including talking Yanks favorite Jimmy Yakabonis, who looked good. Yankees lose five to three. Not, not a fun game to waste the pitching performance from Paxton. This was the game two and three. It's the things that went wrong. You can copy and paste them from last season. Ooh, no, it's, I I have a good spin here, Jim. Because I that? I saw some of the the wasted Paxton start stuff. My brain's not there at all. I'm I'm happy he just looked like he did. Like if it was mid season and we lose this game, I think I walk away with the wow, we just wasted a good start. I kind of didn't feel that way. He looked. He looked well, I think good. it's just a fact, though. We did waste a good. Oh, absolutely, but I, I don't feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was fine with this because I was like, we're just going to win game three, and there's positives to come out of this. Paxton was a huge positive, right. and I know we're going to talk about him later, so I don't want to step on it too much, but Paxton was awesome. The bases loaded in the first inning. I was like, here we go again. They're scared to throw pitches. Yeah. And then Andujar goes, and he, he, he hit the – decently hard but right at the pitcher i mean i think it's a double play if the pitcher doesn't get it i think the second baseman or shortstop whatever yeah i think it's a, I think it's a double play no matter who fields it and it's just and then, and then you think well they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of chances that was the first inning and then they don't and that's that's how that's how losses went last year that was the bad feeling and we won 100 games last year so there wasn't a lot of losses anyway but but the themes that we didn't like we showed up again Holder and Chad both let up an earned run, and that's upsetting. It's such a small sample size that you, you literally can't have an opinion off one se- appearance from oh. a <laughs> Don't Don't tell people that. Um, I know, but it's the <laughs> smallest sample size. It's basically yeah. one at bat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically, Jonathan Holder had a better appearance than Chad Green. You wouldn't know that if you were on the internet. I mean, the, you're right. The 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 bad takeaways from this game should be this felt exactly like the losing games last year. We gave up two unearned runs, which if you look at the scoreboard, those could have been a big factor. Our lights out bullpen that we rave about being the best in the league, they got touched up just a little bit, which also could be said the difference in this game. And we left a ton of guys on base. So yeah, the defense, the bullpen and leaving guys on base, it was kind of that holy triumphant last year that left us frustrated and this was copy and paste what frustrates you the most what frustrates me the most what um, frustrated you the most about this game Ooh, interesting question jim um runners left on base um just because man i mean it landed at 11 <laughs> 11 guys left on the base path and you just look back and you say you know Baseball is a percentage sports, and especially with the analytics guys and the Yankees, I'm not going to target them today because this team's still going to be really good. Um, but, you know, you, you flip the coin so many times, and eventually you get the result you want, and it just didn't happen today. Well, it didn't happen yesterday during that game. It also didn't happen today, coincidentally enough. Um, and that's one of the things from last year. And you just, you know, one swing away, and we didn't get that swing. So, yeah. so there's 11 what about you? On? So that's like they went, whatever. I'm trying to think. People people need to understand 
runners left in scoring position a little better, I feel like. I think well, left think on base. Runners left on base, I think. Yeah, or like or, or wrist fail, whatever they say. I think people think it's like higher than batting average, which it's not. Right. You know, if you if you leave if you get if you get twelve people on base and you score six of them, that's really good. Like league wide. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we in really this good. game, we in in the game we're talking about, the Saturday game. I mean, the Yankees were three for nine with runners in scoring position. They batted three thirty three. So I mean, I'm it's saying, not. Like, that's that's league high, like that's good. Yeah, it doesn't good. feel good, but people think of uh, left on base and runners in scoring position like it should be around eight hundred percent or six hundred percent. No, the Yankees did have a problem game two and three. I'm not trying to like right lower that. I'm just saying people expect every runner that gets on base to score. That would be incredible. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hellacious mix because the Yankees are clearly an OBP team. They have a ton of guys that are trying to draw walks. Um, so I mean, the Yankees are going to put up a ton of runs this year, but there are going to be games that look bad because they're going to have more guys on base. Like it it is funny because the mindset essentially would be if the Yankees had if the Yankees only had five guys left on base and the other guys didn't get on base, you'd almost feel better about it <laughs> in a weird way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a push and a pull thing. Uh, but you just, with all that power and those guys on base, you're looking for the one, the one swing that changes the game. And, I mean, you know, we, we saw the late attempted rally again, which felt nice but still kind of hurt. Um yeah, it, it, this felt like a 2018 loss, full, full, through and through. We did get something we have to talk about here, and we got this, Jake, in the ninth inning. Yes. It is high, it is far, it is gone! Tulo Hitsky. The man of Troy, homers to right. Thoughts? It's good. It's really good. A lot of people thought when we did the talking Yank Sterling call, a lot of people thought he'd go something involving Man of Troy, something like that. Uh, so I think we had that. Tula Hitsky, we kind of overlooked that. <laughs> we overlooked that. It was so easy and good that we overlooked it. We're um, very pro Sterling. I saw. I tweeted it out and saw so many people like hate this one, hate this one. It's like you're not allowed to like or hate what John Sterling does. You don't get an opinion on this. You don't already, get an opinion on what John Sterling's home run calls are. You just He's uh, grandfathered in. You just like absorb them. Yeah. You don't get a vote at this point. Yeah. I was like, what do you think? You can't just say you don't like it. It's his. Yeah. At the <laughs> same time, he, cha- he changed up Voight, right? Oh, yeah. Back goes Mullins, away back, on the track, at the wall. She's gone. Monument Park. How do you like that? In the first inning, cool hand Luke fills the void. Void hits one to Detroit. Cool hand Luke fills the void. Yeah. Void hits I mean, one to Detroit. So many people are like, what's he going to do when he's in Detroit? He's going to say void hits one out of Detroit. Like, what do you mean? Who cares? Yeah. I, we'll, we'll find a way to, to endure what happens when Luke Void hits a homer in Detroit. I like cool hand Luke. Like, he probably goes out of Detroit. Yeah, Cool Hand Luke is very Sterling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all his references are from, like, 1960s. Yeah. But yeah. Remember last year there was some shit. Who was it? Like, 
was it Shane Robinson? Some player last year, some that hit a home run. Maybe it was Peterson. And uh, we, like, Googled it. And it was a 1930s Broadway play. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Mi- Robinson was for you, it, Mr. Robinson. Yeah, it wasn't, so wasn't Robinson. That. I forget, forget what it was. But All right. Now, for all the fun, let's burn game three. Sunday's bout. Um, hmm. I was going to use this as my motherfucker, but it's a cop-out. So I'm just going to say it now. Okay. Bullpenning days, openers, are a motherfucker. Yankees need to figure that out. Like, that yeah, they're needs not, to be... They're not, they're not the... Well, they are the Yankee motherfucker from outside the organization. Yeah, from not outside within. the organization. And I don't think it's anything... I think a lot of teams struggle with it. I don't think it's Yankee specific. I think that's why it works. A lot of that's why the Rays won ninety games last year with not a lot of talent. Because it's frustrating to play against a team that's changing pitchers all the time. You can't settle in and find a groove. If there's a whiteboard in the clubhouse with like goals, you know, for the yeah. season, division should be one of them. And like figuring out how to attack bullpen days should be one of them. Well, I think, and I mean, this is this is as far as I'll go into analytics. Picture a reliever that one out of every like one out of every three or four days he he has a bad day. I mean, that would be if you go clean sheet, clean sheet, one earned run. I mean, that's you know what is that a, a three 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 ERA something like that? But yeah. it it's almost like you go two for three if you throw an opener out there and it succeeds. Like, you already feel like you've won something, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hope by the end of the season we're not dreading them as much as we were by the end of last season. Yeah, and uh, hey, I, you know, if this Yankee team gets where it wants to get to, a lot of the teams at the end of the that were in it at the end last year didn't really use openers, so we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's burn game three, Jake. On your mark, get set, burn. Game three, sponsored by Trojan because it's the rubber match. Jay, what's happening? Versus Dylan, Ted Bundy, who was killing the Yankees on a rainy Sunday, aren't they all? Feared hitter Reynado Nunez hits a three-run shot after a three-hour delay. Life is pain and the worst imaginable start for the Yankees fans. Trey Mancini twists the knife with a single run home run for nothing. Oh, Yankees would rally in the fourth. Guardy party, 11 pitch walk. Most pitches by a Yankee in a walk since 1997. Baseball. The judge gets means on John Means. A two RBI single off the O's reliever. Four to three after four. Okay, okay. O's RBI single off a of Sessa with the most Sessa performance ever. It's five to three O's. Release the Kraken. Fly me to the moonshot. Gary makes it 5-4. The not highly regarded Joey Ricard. Oppo Taco two-run homer. Bad day for tarps all around, including Steven Tarpley, who gave it up. 7-4, bottom nine. Yanks are rallying. RBI single by DJ LeMahieu. Winning run at the plate. Pinch hitter too low. Strike three, Yankees lose. 7-5, haps us a tarp canely. Man, you got me excited again. And then it, Sorry, then dog. It, then we lost. Can you run through the intro there? Just the first four lines of that burn again. 
Game three, sponsored by Trojan because it's the rubber match. Jay, what's happening versus Dylan Ted Bundy, who was killing the Yankees on a rainy Sunday, aren't they all? There, feared? that's all. That was nice. Okay, okay. That was nice. Thank I like that. Yeah, and that's. I, I think this is a good part of the podcast. I almost prefaced this with, if you're looking for two guys to hate on the Yankees organization or, you know, Rip Holder or Gardy or Gary or anyone that you're looking for an anger outlet right now, you're at the wrong place. I'm sorry. We're going to have fun, win or lose, except when it's really bad, like the Boston yeah. Massacre last year. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had some episodes that like I, I will never listen back to them because I'm like, oh, my God, we're pathetic losers. I think I think it, even by the end of the Boston Massacre, we tried having some fun. But uh, yeah, man, uh, brutal retweet copy 2018 lost. I mean, retweet bullpen stuff, retweet everything bad. I, I, I got a question for you before we move on to this game. Sure. You think a rain delay is a bad day for the tarp? Because I always thought the tarps would be like proud that they get to provide the service. Like rain, I think I always thought the tarps were happy when it rained. Tarps are notoriously lazy. They hate doing anything. They need to be rolled out every time. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know. I wasn't up to date with uh, the yeah. tarps' feelings. What do you want to talk about this game, Jake? I mean, Hap. I will get to him later, but. Uh bad and yeah then, i mean you you just you and on the internet you everyone was turning against everyone because again everyone is currently right um if if you hated brett gardner for getting on base two out of five times i i don't know what i have for you um 14 runners left on base jim two of 12 with runners in scoring position i mean that is bad that's bad that's bad that's that bad. is bad and it it's it's I don't want to say it's literally everything. And, you know, I will say this now, and I know you don't care, and I know I don't care, but people kind of care. If if you're mad at the Yankees, we're still ahead of the Red Sox in the standings. They lost to the no, Mariners. This no. this is baseball, people, um, and you kind of need to come to grips with that. We saw another bad Sanchez throw, so those people were out. He's uh, tailing them. So I actually think Tailing them hard. Tailing them real hard. It seems like it should be fixable. Like, cause it just feels like he doesn't have a good grip on the ball or, and Boone said, well, Boone was asking, he's like, no, nah, I think he'll correct that. But yeah, they're coming out like almost a change up grip in his hand. Um, that could just be two in a row. That was weird. He's never had a problem with his throwing. So I would, I would think that we see that not go. Like, I think the first one he tailed it and he was like, whoa, that was a once in a lifetime thing. Like that's not usually our throw. Now the second time he did it again, he's got to be like, Okay, well, I need to attack this now. I didn't realize it was an actual problem. I'm doing something different. I think that's how Gary has to figure that out. Yeah, hopefully we don't mention Gary's throwing ever again, because if we do, um, it's going to be tough for your hat there. Um, yeah, maybe he can only do one, because his blocking has been better. Like, I don't think he had a pass ball wild pitch, so maybe it's like, okay, giveth, taketh. I hope that we just get giveth, giveth, giveth eventually. Right. Um yeah, man. I mean, it, I mean, what do you say? There's a ton of runners left on base. It always felt like we were one play away. We had that the the Yankees opened up with the worst approach ever. I guess we should talk about that. The first two innings, everyone was trying to hit a five run home run with nobody on base. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just awful it, it, at bats. It took until Glaber to have that 
like mid pitch adjustment after he grinded on a bat, and then DJ LeMayu to be like, "Hey, we can work counts. Yeah, we can make them throw pitches, and we can hit singles." Now, I know home runs are fine, and I I don't buy into like you need singles, you need singles. We need a balance, and I actually have like that's a big turn in my brain where I'm kind of fully on board the balance. Like, I love our big hitters. But I, I was truly scared of Judge, Stanton, uh, Voight, Andujar, Gary. Like, at this game, there was a two times through the order where, not really Judge, but Stanton, Voight, Andujar, Gary. I don't like all four of those being next to each other. Yeah, Andujar didn't look Andujar-ish. Like, normally I was I was going to say, like, to kind of give you a theory to build upon, it would be something about having Andujar, LeMahieu, and Guardy at, like, specific spots in the lineup to make sure you almost have a contact guy. That's what I'm uh, saying. Like, it, when we're healthy, put, put DJ and Hicks, have them rotate, lead off in third. When – have them rotate, lead off in third, depending on the pitcher – right or something and then you can put guardy at the nine hole and you can put glaber in between the six seven you can put him six or seven but i'm I'm all for like i I, I've, i've said for two years now that i don't care about the lineup that much i'm somewhat changing like i i want balance because it was basically this game was bird wasn't making hitting singles but bird was having good at bats all game on sunday he yeah, I mean, t- he, sh- he should have had three walks. His first strikeout was the worst call of the game. Yeah, it was terrible. And he got, I was good, happy for him that he like turned around and was like, no, fuck you, see Yeah. That was a terrible call. But this third game, I was more excited for Bird, Glaber, DJ, and Guardy at the end, once Guardy you know, got going, than I was, and I was kind of petrified of Voight Andujar Stanton, or Voight Andujar Sanchez. Yeah, you like, could... They they were overswinging a little bit all the game, and it, it's it's easy to sit on your couch and say like don't swing for a home run, uh, especially when Gary ended up getting one. But yeah, it just seemed like those three were doing a little too much. I I I, I agree with you. I also um, don't. I'm not really like saying I want those the home run hitters and our fucking monsters to change their approach, like because yeah. I like their approach and I think it works and it still is good and helps the team. But I I I'm I'm after three games. We'll see where I go. I reserve the right to change my mind at all times. Sure. Right now, I, I would like to see Glaber or DJ LeMahieu sprinkled in more. Yeah, I mean, you're. it's going to be tough to take DJ LeMahieu out of the lineup if he's playing like that. Two hits, two walks. Um, and, man, I know. thank God he was in that nine hole so we could get that rally going right, late, right, everyone? Um, he – man, it's funny – some of the small stuff in baseball, I'm not going to do my next generation of baseball fan things right now because we don't have the time. I'll save it for a, a mid-year White Sox series or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a- appreciating what what some of these different guys are doing out there. Um, and uh, LeMahieu, man, that one guardy at bat, it's – I don't know. I don't know. It's I I don't know <laughs> I don't know where I want to go right now, Jim. I think I the only thing popping in my head is like Tarpley right now, which sucks. Um, 
because I don't want to kill the kid for pitching. But Jim, no, he should have been in. The, I don't think why he wasn't been Zach Britton in. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone can agree. Uh, Boone said that you know early on they need to use a lot of these guys because they don't want to wear people down, and that's the same shit we heard last year. And last year we had Holder blowing games for us the first week, and I mean it's just Gary hits that home run off that the changeup from hell. The best changeup in the history of changeups that they refused to hit a single off of. Yeah. That was frustrating. I mean, it was a good changeup, but come on, try it, it. I don't think it's that good if you try a different approach or whatever. But so Gary finally sits on one, boom, crushes it. And then just like, I was like, all right, we're definitely coming back. I, that's where I was. I was like, we are going to come back and tie this game when we're just down one with two to go, they go to Tarpley. And I don't, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's early and they want to, they want to, they want to burn guys out. I think they got Britain up at one point. I don't like it. Yeah. I guess uh, one of, one of the philosophical things, and again, we're three games in folks, but the means guy, John means, <laughs> Um, he just got, he came out of their bullpen and he threw like 77 pitches, something like that. 79 pitches out of their bullpen. We didn't know if we'd see him today. Givens came in, he threw 49 bullets, his most ever. And Jim, I just feel like, and we don't have to deep dive into this, but there are still parts of the Yankees that feel too much like a planned business organization and not like a baseball team. Like, when when's the last time we had somebody come in and give a John Means performance? You know, like, hey, dude, you're twirling it pretty good right now, and we need bullets. Go get it. Um, I mean, do you say that with Sessa today? Yeah, Sessa, Sessa, kind of today. Yeah, he he looks solid. He he gets. I was a little surprised he got the third inning. Um, they got thrown in for the fourth. Um, which I don't know. He he gives up. We see another earned run on the board today. So. Hey, he won people, you know, our fantasy seri- our fantasy challenge every yeah. series. He was the reliever. So if you don't know, head to the website tomorrow and join. Every series you get to choose one outfielder, one infielder, one starter, and one reliever. Sessa had the most Ks out of all relievers in this series. And someone chose him. The winner chose Sessa. They went the innings route. Um, I, I respect the game. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know what you say. It, we, 14 runners left on base, two for 12 runners in scoring position. Happer didn't have it. You could point at rain delay. You could point at gopher balls. I, I don't know what you want to point at. Why did Tarpley come into this game? Um, and it felt like just like so many games last year, if the Yankees had one more inning, you'd be like, oh, we got them. And they yeah. don't have it. There's It's not a 10-inning sport. It's nice that they make every – ninth inning exciting and they make opposing teams sweat every ninth inning but if they want them (laughs) yeah yeah i know what yeah i mean it yeah yeah need one more inning damn all right want to move on to awards i think so i think so first award is pride of the yankees pride of the yankees pride of the yankees pride of the yankees i will be going first jake I'll take the honors. And this is an interesting one because I kind of locked this one in. I kind of locked this one in before the third game started. Okay. And I and I don't and we'll see. My pride of the Yankees is Aaron Judge. 
All right. Wow. And it has nothing to do with his stats for this game, which he had four hits, 333 batting average, um, whatever, two RBIs. It's because after the first loss of the season, he came out and he said... Every single game, you know, because, you know, in the playoffs, you know, especially in 17 when, you know, going down to Cleveland and, and Houston two games, now our backs are up against the wall and we came out and, you know, played our butts off. So, you know, that's got to be our mindset, you know, going to this last game with our backs against the walls. You know, we can't take anybody lightly and um, just got to capitalize on, you know, situations when they come up. Every game is important, you know, because you can go at the end of the year and look back at how many, even last year we did that, you know, so many missed opportunities and games that, you know, we should have won, but we just didn't come up with a big hit or, you know, a costly year, stuff like that. So, you know, every single, every single game is important. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we heard that. And I was shocked to hear it. We said this on the pregame show too, but I want to go more into it. I was shocked to hear judge say this. Because I thought their their whole mindset was not that, like on purpose. And last year it was. Last year Boone said, we're not going to chase wins every day. Like those are words he spoke into a microphone and right. said that was their mentality and philosophy. We're not going to chase wins every day. And they won 100 games, but they didn't win the division because they didn't chase wins every day. And the Red Sox did. And I was like, okay, but I guess that's just how they, they think a loosey-goosey, more fun vibe is better. So to hear Judge say this after the first loss of the season is great. I love it. I need to see it. Last year, they said we're not going to chase wins every day, so they said it. And then guess what? They did it, and it was really frustrating. So now I'm hoping they're saying this, and I'm hoping they're going to do it. And it's tough to come out the next day with a loss where we kind of saw some of the more, like, bad approaches and the bullpen decisions didn't really follow through with this. But I mean, he is the leader in that clubhouse. So what he says should set the tone. So I'm, I was, I was so happy to hear this. And then Boone said, our goal is to beat some ass every day. He's like, these are great quotes. You can, and the, the, the main goal is to do them. But before you do them, you have to declare that that's what you're trying to do. So I'm happy that it's been declared this early in the season. I hope we see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little don't talk about it, be about it. Um, not not as a shot at the big man. It's it's nice he said it. But, dude, we saw Stephen Tarpley come in today, which, again, hey, I know Judge isn't making the calls to the bullpen, but if, well, that, think... it, if, that, is the, if that is the team mentality – then I think we're still bumping heads because why think, wasn't Zach Britton in this game today? I think Judge went rogue because Boone said in his comments, like, yeah, well, we don't really want people to know what we got going on. And he, like, kind of skirted it. So I think I think Boone is still trying to do that. We're not going to chase wins every day. But Judge is the leader, and if he can get the players to buy in, then I, I, I would just like seeing it. Um, if they won, if they won on Sunday, then this would have been the easiest pride ever. You know, I've been like, nice. Judge said it. They did it. But yeah, be about it. You're right. But step one is declaring it, you know? Now we yeah, got to hold I, I need to hold see them, it. They got to hold themselves accountable. <laughs> I, I, wish, I, wish he had, uh, I wish he had access to the bullpen phone. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. But no, it, it, it is nice. He had a solid series. And I mean, even with a what, what looks like a tougher game today, he did have the two RBI single four strikeouts but um 
He he puts together a really nice series. We didn't get the gopher ball that Yankee Stadium was ready to tear down. Hopefully he gets gets a couple maybe against the White Sox in the next series. Yeah. All right. Who's your pride? My pride of the Yankees, I, I think it was kind of an easy one. Um, and I don't know if it will surprise people, but I'm going James Paxton. It was his Yankee debut in the stadium after the Sonny Gray fiasco that people wanted to compare it to just to compare it and want to be first on it if they did. He looked incredible. He's A, I mean, couldn't be more opposite than Sonny Gray. Never mind lefty-righty. He works fast. He's top five fastest pitcher in the in the majors. You know, the uh, game sped up. That game yeah. on Saturday, the new commercials, I, I can't pee now. Yeah. The new commercials are ruining my piss game during games. Like, I had to sit on it for three innings until it was dire, and then I had to miss some pitches because the commercials are like 30 seconds quicker now. And then Paxton was working so fast, it was a delight. Are you talking about your pee schedule in the middle of my Pride of the Yankees? Yeah. Because it sounds like you are. Yeah. Some things are important. Paxton comes out in his first start. We we know he throws a ton of fastballs. Jimmy, his slider looked better than I expected. I don't know if there was any working with CC or maybe, maybe it was that Mariano Cutter work everyone put in during spring training. His slider looked good. And Jimmy, I'll, I'll say this. He has the highest potential to have the best season of any of our starting pitchers pitchers uh, talent wise he's a little he's viewed slightly above Tanaka with Severino out I mean Severino's not going to be allowed to pitch six innings till mid to late May <laughs> if the Yankees let him so I mean James Paxton has the highest potential to have the best season of any of our starting pitchers he looked really good man um so I'm I'm excited for him I'm happy for him he he looks like he enjoys playing in New York um, he was feeding off the energy and I just listened to him in R2C2. We liked him and Happer's personalities. If you haven't listened to that, um, it was, I, I don't want to be rude to Ruko and Cece cause they're both kind of friends. It was better than we both expected. I told you to tune in. You're like, yo, this is good. Well, um, I didn't expect a lot from Hap and that's mean. But, yeah. But he actually didn't give a lot, but I love that. <laughs> but we, <laughs> so we, we like that about him. But anyways, James Paxson looked really good. All right, there you go. Now up for... You Yankee motherfucker. My Yankee motherfucker is the guy we were just talking about. Hap. There you go. Sevy and CeCe are hurt. You're Mr. Reliable. Your consistency. You weren't worried about your spring training. We weren't worried yeah. about your spring training. Go for balls. Three runs to the Royals right away. Dig a hole. Dude. We're chasing wins every game now, Hap. Yeah. Catch the net. Fall in. It just sucked. The rain delay. I kind of like the rain delay, to be honest. Ooh. It's a day game, and I was like, all right, I got more things I can do. I can uh, go get some. I could eat. That's why I liked it. I went and got food. Okay. Couldn't eat before. And then... uh. Just like, all right, cool, baseball's on. Finally, they're going to play this game. Oh, shit, wish it got rained out. Like, come on. So, he, and uh, the three starting pitchers, perhaps, perhaps the one with a bad performance. So, boom. Easy yeah. Mother, easy motherfucker, in my opinion. He he had the bad spring, so I guess you got to raise, like, a, a little eyebrow there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the rain card in the opposite way. I mean, rain delay is supposed to be your first start of the year, 
athletes are creatures of habit. You come out, you get a three-hour rain delay. The upstart O's come in and get you. It's uh, it tough. It's tough. Um, if Hap has another bad start, I'm going to start to be a little concerned with how spring training went for him. But as of right now, I'm I'm washing my hands and saying rain delay game. Give give me a good one next time, Happer. All right. Who is your mother bugger? My Yankee M Effer. You know me. I like to do this Band-Aid style, um, and I, I'm just going to do it because the people would be mad if I didn't do it. I'm going to give it to Brett Gardner. We saw him put together the great at-bat today. Um, I'm not I'm not even mad at Gardy. I'm mad at the people in the world that are mad at Gardy. Guys, this is one series. Did Gardy have a tough year last year? Absolutely. We're not denying that at all. Is there a chance Brett Gardner can have a good year this year? Absolutely. He had a really strong spring training. This was the first series of the year. We saw in this final game he put a couple at-bats together. Um, I I honestly just don't want to see Yankees internet head into a Brett Gardner war because, A, it's not worth it, especially when Aaron Hicks comes back. Um, we'll see what kind of regularity and moving parts there are in the outfield. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gardy. He, he didn't have a great series. Well, he didn't have a great first two games. His third game was actually pretty solid. That's how early we are in the season, people. Guardy's one for three on having good games. How about that? Um, so, yeah, just put your swords away from now. Um, and I'm rooting for Guardy. But know at the same time, if Guardy puts an April together that looks like the end of last year, yeah, I'm going to be big on Stanton playing mostly in left field. Or, and, and That's what Brett, we said. I know, but I think people people need to hear that because they feel like they haven't heard that. Um, so, I guys, baseball is <laughs> it's a fickle, crazy sport. Tommy Canely walked three and then got out of the inning in his first appearance in the season. Hey, step on future awards. Well, it could have been my future award that I'm stepping on. So. Um, baseball is a wild sport. I, I feel like I defended Canely this year. I, I felt the tweets coming, people about to come at me for Canely, and then he gets out of it. Put the swords away, everyone, for like two weeks, two weeks, and then we'll, we can make some, some educated decisions together. I, I, I said, uh, in like the PPP, I don't know, all, all over we're talking Yanks, wherever we're talking, I said, I'm going to give Guardy April. I said, I want to yeah. give him April to see if, it was age or if he if he's declined or if it was an off year to see, you know what I mean? And then from yeah. there, I said, I want them to rest him a lot more than last year so he can stay a little yeah. more fresh if he's playing well. And if he's not, then he's the fourth outfielder. And I had people ask me, like, what do you think now after the two bad games? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? What do I think now? I'm still giving him April. It's two games. Same thing. I think the same exact thing. Same thing. Now, if he um, didn't come through, he got that walk, uh, which was a good at bat. It was an 11-pitch bat. It's not like a four-pitch, you didn't see anything, walk. Yeah. He grinded out a walk and passed the baton to Judge. You got two RBIs. If he didn't come through there, Jake, yeah. it would have been, been like mayhem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he, gets um, a, and then he gets a single, his next at bat. So it was like, all right, let's just wait and see. Yeah, I mean, that. I guess that's what got to me. People after the third inning were saying, like, whoa, Brett Gardner, bad game. I was like, this guy's going to have three more plate appearances. He got a single and a walk in him. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> that's like a 
MFer, like I'm I'm punching Guardy, but I'm actually behind my back. I'm I'm punching Yankee fans. Like get settle down for a couple weeks. That's all we need. Um, what do you think about them pinch hitting for Tulo? Is kind of the right move, right? Yeah, I was fine with it. You you have to do it. It's the righty. It's the guy who homered in the ninth inning. Lefty on lefty, going to lefty versus righty. You had to. I think. I, I don't know if we're Gardner stands or people just that want Yankees to do well, but we, everyone was picturing <laughs> him getting the big hit there for a second. Didn't it happen? Yankees lose. Ah! Never had a walk-off in his life. Anyway, all right, next go. Let's move on to regular old awards. Do we have a regular. sound effect for these? Ah! Okay. My first award is the Ooh New Toy Award. Ah! I should have went first. <laughs> Ooh, new toy. Why? Who do you think getting it? You're going to LeMayhew. DJLM. Yeah. Cashman and the analytic team have a new toy, and they're excited. They, they thought he could play third base. They didn't know he could play that third base. Yeah. On Saturday, man, he made a ton of plays. He made a Looked ton good. of plays. And then the way he swung the bat both days, seeing pitches, working counts, hitting, like, it's, again, it's just two games. He's going to be a lot of fun for the analytic team. Well, let's bat him leadoff. Well, let's bat him third and split up the big power hitters. Well, let's play him at third base. Let's play him at second. All right, first. fuck it. Let's play him at first. And you said that you thought he could become a fan favorite because of his playing style during his PPP. Yeah. And I said it's hard to become a fan favorite when you're such an outsider with all the homegrown players we have. But I think I'm wrong, and you were right. I think if this two-game set that we saw, which is so crazy to say, and we <laughs> understand that, but that's yeah. all we have to Like Jack Curry said, all we have is two games to dissect. So that's what we have to dissect. If DJ LeMayu and what we just saw in these two games, if that's a little bit of everything he's going to do over the course of the season, he's going to become a fan favorite. Yeah, and for all the spring training people out there, LeMahieu had a terrible spring. <laughs> he had a terrible spring. He comes out in the first couple games, and he goes, what, four for six uh, with a couple walks. Looks really good at the plate. Has better plate discipline than I expected. I expected because he was such a high-contact guy that he kind of wasn't going to be a work the count. I didn't expect him to be Altuve swinging at everything. But he had a good eye, man. He was working, working the at bat. And Jimmy, I, I you you mentioned the the two game span when he came up in the ninth inning with two outs. He was the guy I wanted at the plate. Yeah, he was going. It's nuts. It's insanity. I I thought about dropping that as a question to you. I think we still revert back and we're like, yo, we'd still like Judge there. <laughs> but within that game, DJ Lemayhew. In the nine hole, it worked out that he was there, by the way, people. Um, you know, had a nice hit to keep the rally going. So, um, yeah, man, you're right. It it totally is a shiny new toy, and I think the Yankees are going to even push the envelopes on what, what they can do. I just, I, I just want to say this. We saw with Neil Walker last year that it's, it is tough to be in and out of the lineup. Man, you, me, and Michael Kay, we believe in hot. And, like, if DJ LeMahieu isn't starting tomorrow, like, I'm sorry. I'm going to be displeased. Um, mm. 
You know, I I don't know who it is. I don't know if you give one of the young guys a day off or if you double sit too low or something. But I mean, DJ LeMahieu was, you know, one of our best players in the past two games. I mean, put him out there. And Jim, the other thing, the hitting's great. And you mentioned the third base defense. At second base today, he's a gold glover. He's He's the most reliable guy in the infield. You look around, if it's Bird or Void at first, they're both slightly flawed there. I mean, Glaber's good, but Glaber's young. We know we're going to see some more puppy dog Glaber this year. And I mean, Andujar's Andujar. So it's kind of funny. You see a ground ball in the infield? I want it at DJ LeMayhew. So this guy's hitting on a number of levels. Yep. All right. That's my award. Sorry I stole it from you in your face. It was a good award. It's yeah. a good award. You had one lined up for him? Did you have a name for it? I wasn't as good as that one, so I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, Who do you got? What's I'm going to go with... Award? You know I come in hot on the awards. Mm-hmm. I'm going with your starting AL All-Star first baseman. I forgot that your awards are are just starting starting. <laughs> is this is this a future starter or is this This is this year. Okay, so and it's just the Yankees. Excuse me? Starting AL first baseman, you mean all star game? Yes. You didn't, you didn't say all star, you just said yes. starting first baseman. Okay. AL All Star, yeah. I I think I said some of those words in there. Um It's Luke Voigt, man. Um <laughs> And I, I, I know you're, you're giggling right now, but A, I think the fans still get to vote a little bit, so New York behind them. I'm not giggling that. because I don't think it can become true. I'm giggling because I forgot that your awards are just the all-star starter. <laughs> um, Tyler Austin won this like seven times last year. He won it once, and he's going to win it in the NL in a couple years once he gets over to the lesser league, but get over that. Um yeah. Luke Voigt's going to be the AL starting first baseman. Um, I, I mentioned this in a blog I wrote over the weekend. Jose Abreu has kind of been penciled in as an AL starter or an AL first baseman for the All-Star game the past couple years because he's, he's a really good player, and like the White Sox have to send someone too. Um, Mitch Moreland was an All-Star last year. If you don't know, Mitch Moreland had like a 740 OPS. He hit 16 homers last year. Voight almost out-homered him. Voight had one less homer, I think, in like a little under 200 less at-bats. Voight looks legit, man. His patience is unreal. Um, the power is obviously there. I, I am interested to see, Jimmy, because what you said earlier was completely right, that during this game... I lost confidence in Voight, which I think is unfair because it's still a baseball game. But I did. Like, when he came up against Givens, I wasn't like, oh, man, Voight's going to find one here and catch one. I was like, I I don't know. I just I didn't believe in him. I don't know if it was just the matchup or what I saw earlier in the swings that game. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a little bit you got to do some, some math of who the AL first baseman are. It's a little bit he's playing in New York, but – I think Luke Voigt is a good baseball player, and I think with the lack of depth at first base in the AL, I think you're going to see him there. It's likely, because there's not a lot of competition. Imagine okay. that story. Said that. I know, I'm saying that's why I'm doubling down on your point. I think I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know why I didn't have faith in him. Because he did come up with a single earlier. He like worked the count full and hit a single. But I was just, my mind was just like, give it to the grinders. Give it to the grinders. But Voight can work counts fine. Saying that this, this third Voight. game just fucking, sorry for swearing so much. Some people really don't like that, I swear. I yeah. Voight, Andujar, and Sanchez were over swinging all game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Andujar got some hits, but... I don't think it's damning. I don't think anything's damning. That's the whole. He had point the he had the one hit too. Yeah, the um, little, little fisted it. But yeah, just it. it I don't know. Again, o- overanalyzing the first three games, but watch out for Louis V, man. He's in the middle of the lineup. He looks great. Lack of ale, first baseman, Luke Voigt, all star. I have two awards queued up, so I'm gonna let you. We're gonna go snake draft right now, and you can take the next award. Okay. Oh. So you're worried about me stealing one? Or you no, want to no. do two anyways? No, I'm just giving it to you. I'm not worried. I want you to steal one so I'm, I don't have to make a decision. Wow, I don't like that. Can I pass? <laughs> I, need, I need you. I need you to, if you're going to be the first awards guy on Sundays, I need you to bring more than that. I can't have you getting bonus awards every week. Fine, I'm gonna, I have two awards right now, but you kind of stepped on one. Well, then we, we talked about Canely. Do the other award. Canely was going to win the rude award because he just oh, sent me into see, a See, that's pit. a terrible award. I would have just saved you face with the people. He sent me into a pit of despair. I'm going to, uh, uh, this is the uh, I'm a real boy award. Ooh. Well, we know it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is? I'm a real boy. Um... Adovino, Talkman for his pinch run appearance. What do you got? <laughs> Tulowitzki. Oh, nice. He's a real boy. Not a He's little a real wooden boy. puppet broken kid anymore. He got his first double. He says he didn't get emotional on second base. You did, Troy. It's cool. We saw it. We liked it. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing. He's back. He made two really good plays in the first game. He made a play going to his left, covering for Glaber. A ball that Tanaka bounced off his glove. And then in the game two, he can't, DJ LeMayu dove for that one ball, missed it, and Tulo stayed with it, fired home to save the run. It was really nice plays. We made two good defensive plays and uh, hit the home run, had a double. He's real. As much as you and I fought it, and we did, we can't. anyone that listens to this show knows how much you and I fought the Tulo experiment. It's real. It's happening. And he's kind of, I mean, it was like a garbage time home run, if you want to call it. It wasn't, people were saying it's a cheap home run because it went to right field. It was 360 feet, so it wasn't. So you can shut yeah. your butts with that. And if, if, uh, you li- if you like the Yankees, what are you doing? Yeah. Like that right field's been there. Get over it. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, he's, he's real. He's playing baseball. He hadn't hit a home run in like three years. The whole story about how his five-year-old son had never seen him play before. Yeah, that that's that got you in my heartstrings. Yeah, I just imagine his son bullying him, like his four-year-old son. He's like, "Yeah, you play baseball. I'm a baseball player. I never seen you play, Dad." Yeah, no, you're a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, I've never. You can't even walk. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Billy, Billy's dad is an accountant. He goes to work every day. Okay. You wear basketball shorts and you use crutches. You're not a baseball player. 
We just watch baseball. You're just a fan of baseball, Dad. His four-year-old son's a real prick. He's a jerk, man. His two-year-old son's a jerk. Fremont. All right, who's your award? I got the homecoming award. Okay. Kanye West. Otto. Do you think about me now and then? Fireworks in Lake Michigan. Yeah, I thought about doing something fun with, like, the reliever from New York that plays in New York that's not Dellen Batances, but that wasn't great. Um, so it's just the homecoming. Out of Vino, man, uh, the stuff is at, as advertised. Um, and, man, I think – I mean, if you had to do – I mean, Chapman's the closer, right? Correct. If you had tomorrow, ev- everyone's rested and healthy – and we need the eighth inning, or we need the eighth inning pitch. Maybe, maybe excluding Dellen, because <laughs> he's not healthy right now. Everyone currently on the roster, and you need you needed the best eight in, eighth inning you could get. Which reliever would you pick? It's Adovino right now. It's Adovino right now. Um, There's a lot of stipulations. Like no Chapman, no Batances. No, I said Chapman's the closer. Okay. Chap, just assuming Chapman's the closer. Um. I mean, even if Batances is, is is healthy, I mean, we, I I have a case of forgetting how good Dellen is when he's right, um, and we've all we've seen from <laughs> Adovino is one and a half appearances where he got everybody out. Uh, man, his stuff looks wiffle ball. It looks like when it all comes together for an athlete, kind of the the analytics and you know the the Astros have their room where they teach pitchers how to use pine tar. <laughs> and being healthy and just it all coming together, that looks like Adam Adovino right now. Like I, after seeing his first appearance, I was saying, if you're a Red Sox fan, you have to be killing yourself that you didn't get that guy, because he looks so good. He's probably gonna end up closing some games for the Yanks this year, um, and he's a hometown guy. Good story. Good story. He's kind of like talks in a very boring manner. You know, I watched a special on him on Yes Network where he talks about his lab like five times today, so I was kind of getting sick of it. Okay. Like, come on. I know all about your lab. It's all it's about the ra- lab, bro. It's rain delay's fault, not his fault, though. Yeah, that's true. All right. I mean, since it is the first series, we're just I'm going to go quickly down the list right here, Jake. Okay. And you're going to have these answers, okay? Sure. Uh, good. All right. That's number one. Okay. Good all right is one answer? Yeah, it's one. This is what you have to say. Good all right is one of the choices. Okay. Yes. Okay. Next choice is waiting. Good all right. I've got to write these down because that's the bizarrest start to a multiple choice (laughs) I've ever had. I keep those two words in very separate buckets. Good all right. Waiting. (laughs) That's only two. Those are the only two options. Those are the only two options? Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Oh Mark, get set, go. Guardy. Waiting. Judge. Good, all right. Stanton. Waiting. A surprising Voight. waiting. Voight. Good, all right. Anduhar. Good, all right. Gary. Waiting. Bird. Uh, w- 
waiting. It's good, all right. He looked he he looks pretty good at the plate. But you have to wait. I'm sorry. That's the, that's that's the good. That's, the body of work behind it. You have to be waiting. That's so. I just did fair count. That was my thought process with Andujar. Like Andujar, this series looked like waiting. Like I want to see more. But what Andujar did last year and how okay he looked at defense, he deserved a good all right. Okay, Glaber. Good all right. I'm going just good. Too low. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> good is not an option. Um, good all right. I because of the defense, not the home run. LeMahieu. Good all right. Romine. <laughs> good all right. Talkman. Secret third option. <laughs> so over him. <laughs> you know, I hope he's good. I hope okay. he's good. I haven't said anything mean about him. I hope he's good. Root for guys in pinstripes. But d- damn Mike Talkman right now. <laughs> I wish he was a little more attractive. You don't think he's good looking? No. But trying to picture it fully in my head him, right now. I only now. saw him once on first base, and I was like, ah, that's what he looks like. Okay, noted. You know what it is? I think he's been a beard guy for years. Like, if you just Google Mike Talkman, he's got a pretty sharp look with the beard. Um, he doesn't look like he's a fast center fielder, but I think he is. I think his face doesn't scream, I'm, a, I'm an athletic center fielder. He doesn't, he doesn't look like a speedster. Yeah. And that was funny. When he pinch ran, I was saying I'd rather have Tyler Wade pinch run because I've seen him run before, but that's unfair to Mike Talkman because I've never seen him run before. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our uh, annual opening series game of Good All Right or Waiting. And this was our first episode series recap. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Rate, subscribe. If anyone doesn't subscribe, if you've listened to a couple episodes and you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Uh, And then if you want to leave us a five-star review and rating or whatever it is, do that. And we will be back tomorrow with our voicemail episode. If you want to call in, it's 908-845-5792. Did I get that right, Jake? Yeah, your guess is good as mine, brother. 908-845-5792. Tigers tomorrow. Catch us on the pregame show on TalkingYanks.com or JohnBoyMedia.com or on any of the social medias. We'll post links to it. We will be uh, That'll be live around 5 tomorrow. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>